Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. You know what's perfect. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Every Tuesday night, 9 p.m., we're talking the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at Cat underscore Chronicles. And every week, I chop it up with my homeboys. We got everyone in the house tonight. Cody Lashney, my man. Your microphone is hot. Let them have it. It is hot, man, and uh, just like it has been around my neck of the woods. I don't know about y'all, but you can cut the humidity with a knife, let me tell you what, man. But as always, it's Tuesday night. We do have something resembling news tonight in Panther Nation for once, so it might snow in the middle of uh, July, almost August. (laughs) It's Christmas. uh, As always, we have the most lit Panther fans and all of YouTube joining us tonight. Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel. I promise I'm unmuted tonight, brother. Sarah Taylor, Trill One, Tin Tizzy, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. CK, my man, is up there slaying, homies. You can find him on Facebook at Codizzle underscore Allen, I believe. If not, it's just Codizzle Allen. All you can do is search for that. Mug is popping caps on people. Facebook stream is popping, brother. I like it. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's growing. I'm definitely glad I made the move from Twitch because it is a much more organic growth uh, this way, and I've uh, been uh, been thrilled, been uh, uh, busy as can be, trying to put as much effort into that as I possibly can, while at the same time trying to keep up with Panthers news, man. So it's been uh, it's been a good little mix uh, during this whole COVID thing. Once I have to go back to the office, gonna have to find a way to make time for all of this <laughs> stuff that I've got going on now, but. Uh, you know, as of right now, man, I'm loving it. Well, maybe maybe we find new work routines in a way. Who yeah. knows what it's going to be like after this. You're right. There is a diversity. Or we're, we're being pulled in so many different ways for our attention. And we got to do be careful because when we come back, when things normalize, we're going to get overwhelmed with life work. And uh, imagine this imagine having to do post game shows you know keep up what if uh, we're we're busy in the off season and this has been a dead season but tonight we do have some news we also got the bat daddy in the house tonight how you doing greg has how's the barn coming and uh miss porky pig uh, pig's doing great uh just got to finish the uh roof hopefully gonna start building those rafters tomorrow and get that hopefully up by the sunday man and then it's going to be real close to being done then. Uh, That's like the most Cody intimidating was, part to me, the rafters. It is to, it is to me, too. Because okay. usually they're bought pre-made, and right. I'm just making my own. So 
But I made it this far, and it's all square and all looking. You're gonna good. need some help with that. You better get an extra hand just to hold. Yeah, hold my hand, yeah, as Hootie would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although I feel like I could lift that that rafter over my head, I don't think I could lift it over my head high enough by myself. So yeah, I definitely right. need some help with that. One. I got a few friends who I think are gonna come over and help me out, charge me a few beers for it. So, but you know, it works. How's the comic book world? <laughs> It's crazy right now, especially being a DC fan, because there's so much stuff going on. There was just a Comic-Con last weekend, Justice Con, and it was completely online, uh, run by three fans that had built this con, and it was just absolutely amazing. And then we got another Comic-Con coming up next month. Like Cody was saying, man, there's Umbrella Academy coming out, and new Transformers movies coming out. And, oh, man, it's going to be so awesome. If y'all are Transformers fans, there's a new animated Transformers trilogy movie coming out on Netflix at the beginning of the month looks amazing i think it's fight for cybertron or something like that but it's animated uh the animation just looks beautiful like it, it, i you have to go look for the preview on it but check it out on netflix man if you're looking for something new uh to look, check out it's i'm a pretty I'm awesome. a transformers informed <laughs> of an optimus prime movie <laughs> you have been not. where i'm bumblebee <laughs> you have been informed um, greg i have a question though like yeah. i was just i've been catching up on some stuff because i kind of let go of the DC shows on uh, on the CW. Yeah, kind of um, too. <laughs> have you watched Crisis on Infinity Earth? Infinite Earth, the crossover. Yeah, yeah, that was the last thing I watched for this DC CW. Dude, that was insane. They had yeah, it, it was. They had the S Superman who plays Ray Palmer, but his actual Superman character. You had Smallville's character. Mm -hmm. like, they brought everybody in. They brought the Flash from the actual current. Did you guys? Did you see that one? Yeah, they brought the uh, what's his name from the movies. Yeah, the uh, one Ezra who's Miller. now no longer. Yeah, yeah. no, he's whatever. still a Flash. He's, they're still making him. He's still. Oh, they him. are. I know. He, yeah, like he was groveling after whatever he did. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, I just started watching that. I'm trying to catch up on those things because I, I let him go for the longest time. But thought that was insane. If you guys haven't watched it. Uh, Definitely uh, worth a little uh, little bit of a, a watch there. You should watch Stargirl. You really should. That's a really awesome show. Stargirl? Stargirl, yeah. What is Stargirl? It's on the DC Network right now. It's going to be on CW next season. Is this something else DC we have to now. buy? Is the DC yeah. Network something else we have to pay for? It is. It's seven ninety nine mm -hmm. a month. But for it's me, just dawned for on me, it's me that perfect. it's just dawned on me that in order to watch uh, Hard Knocks, I'm going to have to get HBO now. I mean, HBO yeah. Max is a must anyway. Why do you have to do that now? Well, I mean, Hard Knocks. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I love know. I always cheap. I feel like I'm maxed out at four, man. I pay for Hulu, Netflix. I pay for Hulu, Netflix. Amazon we have Prime. Disney Plus and, and Amazon Prime. Like, I am maxed out it, on pay services. Would, it, and it I, I know a friend of mine is using an ESPN Plus of mine i also pay for that which i never watch except for a couple of you know 30 for 30s and if there's some sort of ufc fight because there's no other sports i can't pay for anything more man right no i get that man i'm in the same position as you except i don't have hulu i have i have prime disney plus and uh netflix and that's why hbo max is perfect just as the fourth one i'm not going to get any more of that i have the dc app right now but it's only 7.99 and they're taking all the shows off it, all of its content off there, Doom Patrol and uh, Harley Quinn and Stargirl and all the shows they have, and they're putting them on HBO Max. So pretty soon it's going to be basically just an online comic book app 
which I'm probably not going to pay seven ninety nine a month for. Even that's still on a bad deal. Seven ninety nine a month. I agree with Bill. Disney suck. I pay nine ninety nine just for Mandalorian. I thought the Disney catalog was going to be bigger. When it comes to movies, when it comes to old movies that I like, so I'm sitting there trying to watch something with my kid, and you're going back and looking at it, and it turns out Disney doesn't own as many of the kids' movies as I remember as I thought they did. I thought it was just going to be like this. I own Disney Plus. Any night of the year, I'll be able to say, all right, my kids, like my daughter, my youngest, she's like, can we watch a movie before bed? Can we watch a movie before bed? Can we watch a movie? You know, it's just like, can I milk 37 more minutes out of your life or out of the night? <laughs> I said, out of my life. That's messed up. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sitting there going there. I just thought they would have more movie movies than they do. I didn't. Th- I mean, it's all right. But if you take away all of the, like, I'm tired of the comic book movies. I'm fatigued. I'm fatigued yeah, after are. series, after series, after series, mm-hmm. after series. I can empathize that a lot of people who aren't not comic book fans growing up probably do look at all these blockbuster movies as like, all right, another superhero character. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Whereas us, if you're a comic book fan, like it's honestly kind of crazy that these movies are one, even happening. And number two, that for the most part, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. Like that that was a, a dream scenario years ago. That's why no one wanted to make superhero movies. Like before Spider Man jumped off in two thousand and a few other Batmans, like nobody was touching superhero movies or doing them well. That's right. why Marvel sold them off to Sony and Fox and all these other companies. But yeah. Oh, a yeah. l- little bit more movie talk before we get into football. Universal and AMC theaters just made a deal where they're going to start the movies that would be going to theaters because of COVID-19. You can now yeah. purchase at your home. I think the price is $20 to view it in home. Thank so, Jesus. Okay. The best innovation. in AMC theaters. So. The COVID makes the world better in this re- respect. I would have done this five years ago. COVID I, is the final nail in the movie theater's coffin, huh? But I love going to the movie theater, guys. Yeah, I know. Really? I mean, it's I all right. I love going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And it has less to do with, like, I can have a big screen. I had a projector. I had a great sound system, all of that. But there's just something about going away from your house mm-hmm. and being Spending somewhere. Spending $87. Don't Dude, forget I don't that. Even care. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> And dude, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm the same way with the movies. I just love the idea of the theater, but I'm not gonna lie. You know, I've got a big TV at the house. I can drink a yeah. beer for free at the house. You can take a leak yeah, when you want to take. Buy this and watch it like one full time, or have but like me, eight hours to watch it. It costs like a hundred bucks to take my family to the movie theater, bro. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me ask you, Greg, because you guys remember this time, and I'm sure all of you can remember a time of this. I remember with the first Avengers movie and all the Marvel movies leading up to it, going and waiting in line in this long line, ready to get it. Now, I know that sounds like a... (laughs) Oh, that sounds fucking amazing. I used to have (laughs) this excitement. If I were just going to be able to say... The hype being able to stay... like That is something that's nostalgic. You yeah. don't see it anymore nowadays, to be mm-hmm. fair, even when you did go to the movie theaters. But that's something that I will say when you had the ability to say it's going to be out in movie theaters at midnight. Like, I'm going to be more excited to go out, 
watch that movie than I am, all right, I got, I'm going to queue up the TV and go ahead and start watching that. You know, yeah. that just doesn't seem as exciting to me. You're going to go stand outside for three hours in 88 degree humidity or 88 degrees, this humidity right now. Yeah, no. But so like if this is an event, the only reason you should want to go to the movie theater is because you ain't got nothing else to do. Number one. Yes. That's it, yeah. right? Like it's an it is something to do. So it's like it's Tuesday. We you know we could go to you know, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to do, babe? Yeah, other than the house or you're 15 years old and you're trying to get moms to drop you off with this girl and you're trying to do something at the movie theater. <laughs> Or you're just excited about whatever movie you're going to see. Lies, bro. Just watch it on the TV. Another thing, too, is like, okay, if you don't know this by now, you've been living under a rock. There's a moment in the Avengers where Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Like when you're in the the movie and you theater, hear it. it's a pretty yeah, special and moment. Everyone, I still and hear everyone, it. Dude, everyone freaks out at the same time, and everyone around you is like, "Oh shit, dude, dude, that's a cool thing to be a part of." People laughing. People. Do you like when? Would you make yeah, that same? Would you say the same if like if we just watch it and it's like oh everybody got scared at yeah, the same moment? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, okay. good for absolutely. you. All right, I like that. I, I went like to the movie theaters and watched the first it, and it was amazing because it number one that the first it was straight. I watched it in the movie theater. I had the big reclining seats like they had just redone everything. Yeah. It was nice, you know. It was that scary. Was the perfect balance. <laughs> it was hysterical, and it was scary. And the kids like, when you cuss so much, you, dude. What foul-mouthed children. When you have that in that environment, when everybody else is experiencing it at the same time, it heightens those emotions. Because Absolutely. you're like, that. that is the reality. If, like, if you see people are like just excited about something that's happening because of the Avengers, because... Uh, Captain America just picked up that hammer and started destroying Thanos, and everybody's just like screaming at the top of their lungs because they just so excited about it. I mean, you're just starting you get these chill bums, dude. Like, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I mean, this is stuff that I absolutely love about movie theaters, man. I I think if they got rid of movie theaters entirely, I, it would be the biggest disappointment in my life. It would be a disappointment, but then I can play the devil's advocate to this too and say that. If I'm able to just buy every movie that I want to see in theaters, dude, I'm going to see way more movies than I do now. Like yeah. it, took me for, it took me forever to finally find time to see The Joker, uh, the woman walking Phoenix, and that was yeah. incredible. I didn't see that until a few months afterwards until I rented it on YouTube. Yeah, so, yeah. I would cook steaks. Now, I would cook steaks and watch movies. Yeah. Rather than yeah, sneak in candy and watching our projector outside against the garage. I just don't want, I'm just so tired. I feel so mad when I spend 80 bucks. I'm just like, we just wanted to see a movie. Who cares? Greg, anyway? Here's the difference. Here's the difference with that. You can make that a community thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You can have a bunch of people come over and watch the projector outside, and you guys can, it's, a, it's like a completely different situation. I would love that. If I could do that, I mean, it's not something that's yeah. too difficult. They don't want you to do, do, that. do that for every movie, though. They don't want exactly. you to do that. It's yeah. good to have the choice to be able to pick and choose whenever you want to do something like that. Yeah. So you want to be able to go to a movie theater 
but then at the same time, you if you have freedoms that you didn't before, you're you're gonna do it if you want to just have a family night with the with the movies. I mean, this is similar to Amazon. Just like there's no more brick yeah. and mortar stores. Yeah. Can't pull tubes at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Convenience is gonna be the death of so much, so big of a part of the American Ooh. economy. It's, I mean, it's just it is what it is. All right, mm-hmm. let's get to Panthers new Panthers. Oh yeah, discussion. this is a football podcast. Turns out. We're just talking about the death of movie theaters and how I'm dying to stream instead. All right, guys. Uh, here. Ooh, I think I have a. Before we do it, let me make sure I got it queued up. Here we go. The news. There is some sort of Panther news. It's not even pan. Actually, that's messed up. It's not even Panther news. The first story of tonight's show is X Panther Devin Funches. Ops out. He signed a one-year deal with the Green Bay Packers and cites. I like this uh, picture from Pro Football Talk where he throws the peace sign up. But he opts out because he's concerned about the COVID climate. And he put this up on Instagram where he said he's, after much thought, uh, he's going to put his and the closeness of the disease to his family and his life. He is opting out for safety. Devin Funches is not going to play with the Green Bay Packers. Your thoughts? I've got a big opinion on this. Shout out, money bags, Lawson. He said all that damn salad. He ain't got no immune <laughs> system, bro. He ain't got no protein, dog. He's been eating too much Caesar salad, bro. It's a, it's a problem, man. I don't know, dude. I hate it because it's so political. I'll just say this, man. If I'm a football player, dude, I, I get it. You might have infants and shit, and you have to look out for your family. I understand that, dude. But if I'm a football player, dude, you're not. There's no way I'm not playing football. Like that's what you get paid to do for a living, man. Like I don't know. It just sucks because it's. I, I understand people are having to make hard decisions, but man, I don't know, dude. It, it just seems to me like. Uh, I mean, more players are going to do it, too. I know uh, Dante Hightower for the Patriots has opted out. Um, A few other players, uh, not big name necessarily, have opted out. But I don't know, dude. I'm just – it seems like there's a lot of people who really don't want football to happen, both in the media and just average everyday people. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it makes no sense, and now it feels like there are players – professional football players that are jumping in on this. And I just don't understand it, man. And I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, I I don't get it. And Kyle Brandt actually posted it on here. He's like, yeah, you I see, retweeted it. Yeah, you see that. You see that all these people in the, in the actual industry almost are uh, advocating for there to be no season, which this is how people make their money in this industry. Is this mm-hmm. – is like, it, here's the thing. If you're a freelance reporter in this environment, let's talk about the Charlotte Vibe. Right. Let's talk about this guy. Right. Yeah. He is a he's a independent reporter for the Carolina Panthers. Right. If, he, if there's no football season, do you think his business survives? It's kind of a miracle if it does anyway at this point. And and not and not for not a there's no referendum on him, but kind no, of on no, like absolutely. the small independent business person I mean, is your yeah. point. If anybody, yeah, it's already tough enough as it is. And you add this in here. I guess the thing with this COVID situation and the 
and the um, and and then having the the quarantines the way they are, you're seeing businesses. You're seeing how many businesses were hanging on by a thread, and not just like you know we're we're comfortable. We're not doing great. We're not doing horrible. There's a lot of businesses out there that were hanging on just barely. And if things had continued, they might have been able to continue to stay afloat for 10, 20 years. But this happens, and guess what? All of a sudden, there's no possibility of them coming back. I mean, your family you know, has that uh, Italian restaurant. I'm assuming they've been impacted heavily by this. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, is that? and this is my brother-in-law and my little sister's restaurant, Familia, and I retweet, and I go there as when I can, you know. And I live in the same town, but... You're right. Is that like it's going to be a miracle if they do make it out? And I'm not saying that they're doing poorly. I don't know their situation at all, but I know yeah. that they're not going. Oh, this is the best thing that happened in my business ever. And well, money, and you know money bags. Too? One thing, other thing is money bags lost and said this was probably his last year anyway, <clears throat> which is yeah. interesting. I've got a lot to say about that. Go ahead, Cody. But um, I'm thinking about, um, you know. It, a lot of these players that are uh, that are going to opt out, uh, you know, the NFLPA is going to try and go to bat for them and make sure that they get paid. Well, I don't think they should, man. There's ne- I'm never on normally on the side of the owners, but your average everyday middle class American, when the government forces their job to shut down, they don't have any other options. They they have to go file for unemployment. So why is it any different that because you're a big-time NFL player and you're making millions of dollars and you have a powerful players' union that now because there might be a scenario where there's no football, either that or you don't feel safe playing football, you can just decide, oh, well, I'm not going to play, but I'm still going to get paid. But, and the, and the crazy part about that, Cody, is, is that if the government shuts down a business, you don't really get a choice in that. I mean, I won't say yeah, you don't really. You don't get a choice. So if you're just someone who is forced on the unemployment, this is yeah. a business that is operating. And you have refused to... Like, what if my job Absolutely. told me these are the conditions? You got to come to work. You got to wear a mask. You got to do this. And I hate wearing a mask, dude. I'm telling yeah. you. And, I, and this is not... I don't want to mask debate with y'all. Don't want to mask no. debate with y'all fellas. I don't. It's just the reality of the situation. Right. Is that like every time I got one on, I, I say this to my wife and I don't do it. I don't go a lot. Like, and I say, man, mask life sucks. Like, I just don't like it. So yeah, I'm not, not trying to wear it. It's that you don't like to wear yeah, it. It's I just don't enjoy it. Right. So, but if I had the choice of my job and wearing the mask, guess what? You're wearing the mask. I'm wearing the mask. So I don't, I agree with you on that. And when it comes to the players union, this and that is they are, I think it's different than unemployment and opting, you know, you've chosen, right? Mm -hmm. But the other thing that is so bizarre to this, and this is where my opinions come in so strong when it comes to Devin Funches, you know, we have a long history with Devin Funches on this show. (laughs) <laughs> and my so just to give you a background on who Devin Funches is, he comes out of college, a very raw receiver. 
right? Just raw, just kind of physical. He's a big specimen. He can run pretty, pretty fast and this and that. He had one good season, one okay season where he had a giant first game of the season when he played App State and he had like these crazy numbers and some different things. But he came in and he was like 19. He was so young. He was 19 or 20, it felt like. It was just like when you looked at his age, it was like, how did you go to college? How did you do this? And for two years, I don't even understand it. But we put a lot on his plate. Don't worry. That's coming back around here. Players on that joke. We did put a lot on his plate, but then it, it didn't come out. It didn't turn out giant, uh, like spectacular here in Carolina, right? No, no. So he, then he goes and he goes to Indy. He gets a actually friendly contract for him, where he signs a million guaranteed with a seven millions in 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 incentives. I yep, think right. You remember it. And then Indy isn't where they're supposed to be. So now you have this. No, no, he got hurt. He played. Oh, that's right. That's right. Season, and which was a a recurring theme here in Carolina. We we wanted Devin Funches to be successful. I think all of us liked. Yeah, yeah. Reference, you know. And so, but yeah, he he went there, and the injuries continued to happen. And and so yeah, no. So you have this backstory where there's some success, but. Never the you know living up to the potential. Kelvin Benjamin went away. He got better at the end of the year, but then he goes to Indy. He has these problems. Now he's kind of in the dog days of his career, ready to prove it all wrong, ready to sense. tell us that he's tough. You know he's that he he's got the what it takes to be the guy that we but, wanted him to be. He's now in Green Bay, where what do they say? Rodgers. No offensive weapons. Nobody ever mm-hmm. gives Aaron Rodgers any help. This and that. He's going with a quarterback that can play, and then he quits. And what I would say is this: he had a choice. He had a choice between the the Funches we thought he was and the Funches we thought he could be. And this choice was kind of like this. Tony, enough of all this going back and forth and all this other stuff. Y'all need to go ahead and pick the house salad because it's going to be the best for everybody. You never know if somebody like all the Parmesan cheese and all the other extra croutons and stuff like that. So you got to go with the house salad. The house is for everybody. <laughs> Devin Funches had the choice between a house salad and a Caesar salad. And he told Tony Dunn, we'll go one more time with it. See if it'll work. If I go back, I got to do this. Here's Devin Funches on the choice between house and Caesar. Tony, enough of all this going back and forth and all this other stuff. Y'all need to go ahead. And pick the house salad because it's going to be the best for everybody. You never know if somebody like all the Parmesan cheese and all the other extra croutons and stuff like that. So you got to go with the house salad. The house is for everybody. Would Aaron Rodgers like croutons? I don't know if he'd like all that Parmesan cheese and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to say, though, about this situation, it is so funny because, like, the reason why he's not playing is because of risk of COVID, right? He wants to keep his health and his family's health and everything else, right? I understand I the family aspect of that. I get that to a certain extent, or you know. But he plays football, right? Like, isn't that what you do for a living? 
Yeah. I'm willing to bet the percentage of people that survive COVID is immensely higher than the percentage of football players that retire and have problems mentally or physically because it's a mentally and physically tough job. So I don't understand the health aspect of it because I feel like it's probably less healthy to play football than it is to get a case of COVID-19 right now, in my personal opinion, for your for your overall health. Is this a clandestine? Is this a right way? Now. Is this a convenient way to use this as like to say, you know what? I cashed in 20 mil. Right. So I'm good. I, mean, I wasn't that great anyway. I'm about to go chill. I have a I have I have a conspiracy theory, but Cody, you go ahead. Well, a lot of people, uh, including myself, are roasting them. It's like, no, nah, Devin, you probably wouldn't catch COVID. It's like you normally don't catch anything <laughs> else. Uh, yeah, I yeah, swear, yeah. I will never, but I'll never forgive that playoff game in New Orleans where he just did not go for that ball, man. Or the I'll game when he went it. home. Do you remember when he went to the? We went to his house to the Lions, and he dropped like fifteen. Yes, he was like seven. You're saying about incredible game he had an incredible game the year before in detroit and they brought his whole family they brought like his whole clan with him they made a story on panthers.com and all of this and then my man dropped every pass poor it was like everything he couldn't catch anything no no i think it is i don't think my man really loves football remember in all or nothing he he was having uh and that's okay right Everybody yeah. goes through personal issues, but I also kind of think, you know, hey, maybe maybe I'm the wrong person to call his character into question, but I'm just thinking maybe this is an opportunity for him to say, well, I was only going to be doing one more year deals here and there, bouncing around. Maybe this is uh, uh, an excuse for me to just kind of make a left and, and bounce out. And I was only going to make $4 million this year. Or whatever. Think about that, though. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And here's where I, my conspiracy theory comes in. Uh, maybe conspiracy theory is a little bit, right. you know, tin hat. But Your theory. Uh, my theory with this situation. He had an opportunity to come in to play with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And if you couldn't be successful in this environment, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be successful anywhere. You're, nobody's going to sign you nothing. But this is your shot. Right. And if you don't do well this year, you're not getting signed. And they need you. But if you didn't do if you did do well, guess what? You have an incredible opportunity. Well, now that he's opted out, guess what? His opportunity's gone. I don't think he might get an opportunity somewhere else, possibly. He you know, maybe even Panther sign him. I don't know. But you know, you never know with the with the way way rule handles uh handles people. But my question is, is it a knock on Devin Funches? Or is it how Devin Funches feels about Aaron Rodgers after actually having met him? Oh, and gosh. Him? Just, no, listen. Just, think about it. Just, think about it. Just. Devin Funches has always been under fun quarterbacks, right? You've had Andrew Luck. <laughs> you had Cam Newton. You've had Jacoby Brissett. Guys who are not going to be sitting there just like uh, pounding the desk because you are you made a, a wrong turn in your route. Or like you, or because you, you, you drop seven passes in a game. Imagine exactly. how furious exactly. he would be. Aaron Rodgers will re- destroy you, like publicly, if you're that bad of a, a receiver. Maybe he got into that environment. He ran a few drills with Aaron Rodgers, saw the type of leader that Aaron Rodgers was, and said, 
Yeah, I'm not going to be successful in this environment, and I cannot crap the bed here. If I crap the bed here, I'm not getting signed anywhere else. And he deserves to go away. Yeah, I think that. I'm with you. If you're Devin Funches, no one has ever mentioned him as a top 50 receiver. No. Let alone a top 10 or whatever. A top 200 receiver, homie. Now you have Aaron Rodgers. Listen, regardless of whatever you think about Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron fucking Rodgers, bro. Yeah, exactly. You have a chance to go out and make a name for yourself. The Packers never have a true number one receiver threat on that roster. They never do. And even Packer fans, which, by the way, this should tell you about their organization. Packer fans were like, oh, man, we really think Devin Funches is going to make a big difference in our offense. Yeah. You had Packer fans depending on you. And a chance to revitalize your career, dude. I respect you for doing your, you know, doing your health and safety thing, but I just don't understand it, man. To me, that's not a dog. And I saw that same person. Well, he just, you know, what is his current life? Cower under the pressure, and I think he's doing the same shit. His cat, his well, in the other way is this: is you could say, imagine if you were rich. Right. Imagine if you just were rich. Like if you gave me ten mil, and I just was sitting on it. Like yeah, I would be all right, just chilling. Like you know, yeah. like all right, like that's fine. But I do agree with you. Is that you had an opportunity with Aaron Rodgers, but you yeah. settled for, you know, you settled for the house salad. Tony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enough of all of this going mm-hmm. back and forth and all of this other stuff. Y'all need to Tony, go ahead and pick the house salad because right. it's going to be the best for everybody. So Remember next, like you're listening to C3 Panthers Podcast, and uh, the number's 252-228-5098. I don't even think we had any calls tonight. I'll check one more time just to see. Tony, we do have some good news. Not good every, news. Every time you say something negative about Curtis Samuel, I'm going to be like, Tony, quit talking about all this and all that. Yeah, <laughs> just going back and forth. Yeah, no more of this back and forth, Tony. So, no actually, more. speaking of Curtis Samuel, um, it's not Josh. Is it Josh Norris? No, it's Matt Harmon. And that name sounds like somebody who's been in movies, by the way. But he used to be. He was actually. He was a WFNZ helper, like. 15 years ago he went to nfl network he was starting to do stuff right when we get we're popping off you know starting the podcast we've never been popping off but he does this thing called reception perception and it's gained a lot of traction he works for nfl network now doing fantasy stuff or espn i can't remember which one and he put out this list of like all of this basically guaranteed 1000 yard receivers and Curtis Samuel was on the list, and it was like, I know you guys haven't heard of this dude, but if you apply this formula, he should be guaranteed to get a thousand. Yeah, and but it, I mean, he's very he's very analytic in it. So, but basically, he's from he's from North Carolina, so he has a North Carolina by like what I mean by that is he knows. Curtis Samuel a little bit more than someone who was from San Diego, but he's plot, he's applying analytics and his analytics 
love Curtis Samuel like you do. Yeah, do you realize that analytics is just based on having a competent quarterback? Like literally that that so literally when Teddy Bridgewater gets assumed to be a competent quarterback, it's reasonable to assume that Curtis Samuel is going to have much better numbers than he did. And okay. yeah, that's not far off base, man. We don't have to keep rehashing the same argument. Or hurt Cam Newton for two years in a row, and he had heart issues. Then he had Kyle Allen throwing him the football, only going to DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey on every single one of his reads. So, yeah, man, Curtis Samuel is a route runner. Route runners thrive because they know how to get open. So whenever you have a, a, a player like a Drew Brees that are just on time and technical, it benefits those separators. So, you know, I don't know if um, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to take advantage of Curtis down the field like I'm really hoping. I mean, I'm not saying that he won't be able to, but, I mean, Curtis Samuel is really going to be a weapon once we realize how to utilize him over the top, similar to how we did with uh, Teddy, Teddy Gann when he was here. Let's, He's also got to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so, go to yeah, yeah. Um, store news that has – surfaced today there's been you've been getting a kind of breadcrumbs of roster moves and, and remind that they are they're going to training camp with less players than usual right i think they cut it down by like 10 or something like that and you know because of the covid stuff but today news came out and this is reported by antoine v staley you can find him with the riot report panthers punter Michael Malardi has been placed on the reserve non-football injury list to end his season. Pilardi tore his ACL this offseason, will be out for the 2020 year. This is, cra- this is again, more COVID news, folks. Pilardi might have been one of the more steady aspects of our team for the last yeah, two years. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, we don't even have him. No, no. But but here's the thing: we're not going to be punting, guys. We're going for it on fourth. Yes, all day, every day. All no, no. Like that. The analytics tell us that. Here's the deal: we have Joey Sly. I bet you that guy can punt like a like nobody's business either. I bet you he can get out there and get that. (laughs) He's got a he's got a leg and a half, dude. Like it's gonna kiss the moon. Here's the thing. <laughs> Keep in mind, Pat McAfee started out as a kicker. He was a kicker at West Virginia. He was not a punter. He was he was drafted as a punter, even though he was actually went into the draft as a kicker. Hmm. Like that was his his forte. He was a place kicker. He was not he was not you know built as a punter, and he ended up being incredible. And Pat McAfee's the same way. He was always a very very powerful kicker. He could get the sixty yarders, uh, but he was not a very as accurate. Now, when he went to punting, man, he became all decade as you know he was named this year um, with with how well he did uh, in his career there uh, in Indianapolis. So I think Joey Sly has an opportunity here to possibly uh, uh, step in and uh, show us what he can do with his punt leg. Let me ask you, CK, what's more important than a kicker, both field goal and punter? Distance, like power or accuracy? Because I I, uh, I truly don't know the answer to this either. I'm sitting here trying to think about it myself. And with a punter. 
probably yeah. accuracy, right? Yeah, I would uh, think so. We, is because you rarely I, do you just punt like, like just trying how often to. You punt from your twenty. Like if you if you go four and a half, we three punt out. from our twenty is quite a bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And Pilardi was able to get some bombs <laughs> down the field. If if we can basically get it on the if we can flip the field in those situ- situations, we give our defense a much better shot. I think yeah. that's one of the issues we had last year. I'm not saying our defense wasn't god awful; it was, but we our offense did not do much to help them. And with field position, uh, it made it a lot easier for them to just get destroyed. He's so been. We can have- you're not like looking at Pilardi going. Ugh, he's such a shitty punter. I've we've been. No. Per- he's been better he's than been average. Pretty- yeah, he's been better than average in the, in the NFL. I would say. Um, if you look at uh, comparable numbers and whatnot, so I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying, right. as a comparable as a comparable option, I think if we look at our roster, do we want to ha- sign another punter or do we want to try to give Joey Sly an opportunity to get those punts out? Gotta because if it's going it. to be a battle in camp, it's going to be a battle in camp with Gano and and Sly because Gano has not been released, right? They so did say they blind, picked up some random person. No, Gano's still there. Sly's still yep. there. And so you're saying you want to have slot punt and Gano do field goals? It depends upon if if Gano can win the kicker job. I think that Sly has a very op- a good opportunity here to make sure he has an op- you know a spot on this roster. Okay. And if if Gano ends up being better in camp, which when Gano is put into competition, he destroys people. Like the year that we had Harrison Butker, that year was an incredible year for Graham Gano. He may have had some some you know bad kicks certainly as every kicker in the NFL does, but when he had a competition, he he showed up and he actually was you know he excelled. Similar to you know uh, other people on the team when they would have competition, you'd see them show up. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we're in a similar situation. Hopefully, uh, we can find out. But I don't know. I'm just throwing that as an option because I know how Pat McAfee's history went. I mean, also let's just say that we don't feel confident about either of them. No, I mean we we've, we've seen them both miss a hey, lot. Man. I mean, if anyone, if you, if what you say is true about how you know a lot of times those big power kickers translate better as punters, yeah, dude, let Joey Sly try and be a punter, man. Yeah. I mean, he was hitting seventy yarders in practice, so I don't know. I think that that um, Joey Sly is better from a distance, so from longer yardage. But I think, yes. up, I, but I think up close, he was not know, as good. Yeah, we're right. He wasn't as good, but whereas Gano, he was a little bit better from the fifty-yard line and out. So, uh, you know, I, I think that um, competition does make everyone around them better. But it's just um, you really you don't realize how important these positions are until you don't have them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and how embarrassing it is when you're someone like the Bears or Tampa Bay, and you have these famous moments that are ruined by a field goal kicker. I mean, come on! It's it's a it's a problem. So, I'm not. Or the Browns, or the Bills, or yeah, any of those guys. Yeah, are, it's important stuff. It's yeah. it, it's important, and um, and I kind of feel like we haven't had a good answer at that position for a while now. Like yeah. we just talk about how dumb it is that we had Harrison Butker on contract and just let him go for nothing. We really, so, you know, and. We'd love to get be a fly on the wall for that moment to just tell us this is what made them go with Gano at the Over end. Butker? 
And I think this, it, got, it was all when Dave Gettleman got fired. It was all at the last second. Remember, Dave Gettleman gets fired the day before training camp starts. Yep. Then Herney takes over. But Butker kind of stinks it up to begin, and then he's just slaying it. You know, and it, it felt like kind of clear, particularly coming off of uh, Gano, a poor season by Gano the previous year. Yeah. I feel like it was poor that year. And then that year he battled it out with Butker. He was very and good. he had a career year. He had right. a career year that entire yeah. year. You know, so what in, in, in that year, in a What tunnel, happened? Like in a tunnel, like if you're just staring there, Gano had a great year. Like it was one of the better years. I'm pretty sure it was the 2017 year, if I'm not mistaken. And that one, sorry, man. Was God, I am. Um, but you know, and so the problem is, is that now as you look back, injuries and health and all of this stuff. Herrick, don't get me wrong. Butker isn't bad, but Butker has not been like in the top three of kickers in the NFL or anything like that. So we didn't like let someone look it up. The, uh, Stat Daddy, look it up because he might. I was be. gonna say I might. I, might, I think yeah, I was gonna say I think he might be. But let me double check that. He, way. He, he's good, but he is like I, I. I remember looking at something over the year that was like he's not like he he wasn't right like just a perennial All Pro. He's not going to be a a Pro Bowl kip, kicker every year. That like, 2017 year when Gano was having the all without get out year. Yeah. So was Butker as a rookie. And I think he has kind of plateaued, maybe. Yeah. But no, I, I, he started out very good. Butker did. Right. He started That's out what I mean. Good. Is Butker was leg for leg while we while we were watching Gano kick sixty three yarders, we could have just turned the TV to the other channel and Butker missed one field goal that year. You know, I mean, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. He was fantastic his rookie year. He's yeah. the number two ranked kicker behind Justin Tucker. Is he now? Yeah. yeah. He, he's got an 89.72% for the last three years. 89 or almost 90% completion percentage. The only person higher than that is Justin Tucker. Yeah, that's the, the Panthers shit ever. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see. Matt Rule's yeah. supposed to fix that, right? Yep. That's a yeah. pick that right was, there. That, that would have gone the other way. That was the margin decision, wasn't it? I, we don't know. That's what I mean. Can we be a fly on the wall? What happened? Dave Gettleman gets fired the day before. He drafts Harrison Butker that year, right? So it's not like he was anti-Harrison Butker because he drafted him. Right. He then said that the kicking competition was going to be open. Gano's coming off a shitty year, right? And Gano didn't even look great in camp. You know, like none of and 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 it was, and then all of a sudden, Dave Gettleman's fired, and Marty Harney comes in and gives Gano an extension, and lets Butker go, and he goes on to with the Chiefs that year and kicks ass. I think that's how my memory. That's how I remember it anyway. I remember it as well as you, but it sounds right. It does. Hey, um, I want to do some. Uh... Housekeeping, real quick. And yeah, we got some do. big shout outs in the chat room. Yeah, I've been trying to get to. Uh, from Grayson McCannon, man. Thank you for the 999. He says, Who do you all see being the surprise draft pick that falls out other than the first three draft picks? I'm dying for more Panthers news. Also, LOL, Devin Funches did the Packers a favor by opting out. <laughs> 
Uh, and then shout out to our boy Nick Montiero. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having the podcast up Wednesday morning. Keep pounding. Um, yeah, man. So also, I wanted to break uh, a little bit of news too that just happened. The Chargers and defensive end Joey Bosa just reached a five-year, one hundred thirty-five million dollar extension that ties him to LA for the next six years. So he's the new highest-paid player in the NFL. Yep, he uh, is just a little bit richer than Miles Garrett's contract that he just signed. But uh, that's a good um, question from um, our uh, our guy Grayson. Uh, what what uh, picks do we think are going to stand out? Mine's simple. Uh, Bravion Roy, I think is his name. He's a nose tackle out of Baylor. Um, I, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, he's undersized, but he kind of pops off film. He's a technique player. Just strong in the middle. Um, I can see him getting some meaningful reps and kind of uh, replacing that Kyle Love body that we had on the roster. Um, yeah, so that that'd probably be it for me. Well, I'm looking at him right now. Uh, I mean, other than the top three, I'm not as familiar with any of the other uh, picks that we had. We got Troy Pride from the they were all defensive picks, yeah. safety. Yeah, uh, Bravion Roy, defensive tackle from Baylor. And uh, Stanley Thomas Oliver, cornerback from uh, FIU. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really know a lot about him. I'd say the one I'd want would be Troy Pride. I want a lockdown cornerback, top of the NFL, top three cornerback on our team. Man, that is such a great asset to have. Uh, It makes it difficult for every quarterback having to worry about that cornerback. So if there's anybody that of those not the top three that I would want, it'd be Troy Pride. So I want a good cornerback badly, man. I'm I'm starting to think this is that I I don't think anyone outside of a top three is going to be great, and not because of them specifically. As I usually just say, all right, you're not top three. So anything, if you are great, that is the most awesome story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be great, but I don't have those expectations right now. Though. For me, my interest is turning towards undrafted free agents, uh, free agent acquisitions on the offense. We picked all defensive players. We need them. We need like 70% of those defensive players to make the roster to contribute long term. But now there's problems right here. We were thinking about Michael Pilardi being out for the season with a torn ACL. WFNZ's Justin or Jason Huber. Can't read it from here. My eyes are bad. Um, Greg Little will start the season on the pup list, guys. Man. What? Yeah, do we have yeah, you yeah, yeah. Now um, what's the first thing that comes to mind is mine is Michael Orr. Please carry the conversation. I gotta refill my beer. So Greg Little, is it a concussion this time again? No, it's not a concussion. It just uh, said on the pup list. I didn't see why. Uh, I, I think it um, it was a knee injury or an ankle injury, mm. which is never good. I can pull it up. Um, are we are no, we certain it's not, that it's injury related? Because pup could be well, just yeah, not no, passing the physical, right? So no, now uh, well, if it's not COVID, because they're listing if uh, if it's a COVID related pup list here or not. But, no, I don't know. Um, I think it was an ankle injury. Dude, this does not bode well. Uh, Little was supposed to be in conversation 
at either a guard position or, or right a back position. Yeah. Um, I mean, Taylor Moten's held it down pretty good on the right side. But, I mean, uh, a lot of that uh, offensive line interior, dude, it was shaky to begin with. And we were hoping that uh, Greg Little would be one of those bodies that would that would fill oh. in and be able to make something happen right there. What? No. Greg Little will be starting training camp on the physical and to perform list because he failed his physical. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because like he failed, so it's not injury. It's because he failed his physical. Wow, this is on Panthers Wire. So failed his physical. Yep, that's what it Which, says. I'm wondering if that has something to do with like the his his shape, like whether he was just not in football shape. Which. I don't. That's fixable. That's very easily fixable, right? Or if it's something or like illegal substance. Something. Thing. I don't even know about that. I, I would say it's got to be like maybe just there's something else. Like isn't there like something like what happened with uh, uh, with one of the other tackles on another team, or maybe the guy that we signed um, with something with the heart? Didn't that happen with somebody else? They failed a physical because of that. Well, we had a uh, Ross Cockburn because of his heel, right? But no, we had a corner um, from Clemson, and uh, uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, he's actually good and balling out now, but he flipped over on a four wheeler and cut his foot, and that was the reason why we didn't sign him. I forget the guy. Uh, I think Rashad Breeland. Yeah, it was Breeland. That was yeah, his that foot. Was. Yeah, nah, he got he got hit with a golf ball on his toe in the Caribbean or something like this. Tin Tizzy says, these dudes need to look at the chat room. Michael Jones says, Greg Little knee. Nope, it's not a knee. Physically, he, he failed the physical. That's what it says. Which I guess it still could well, be. I mean, like if his knee doesn't work, yeah, he could fail the physical. He thought you said his if, id. If, if he's, okay. My bad. <laughs> if and yeah, Michael Jones is right, and that's what I thought it was too. The original post said it was his knee, and that's what I had read too, that it was his knee. Um, if it is true that you failed the physical, that's not a good sign that you're second year into the NFL. You're like, already you're, yeah, you're already out of shape. And by the way, that was the knock on him when he was being drafted that it wasn't physical enough, that uh, that they didn't have that aggression. He wasn't mean enough. I mean, he would. He's a big guy, but he would let smaller dudes bully him around. No, and I was not don't say of- this. Demetrius Miller says little is done, in my opinion. Don't say these things. I want to. I understand. I feel like what Cody is saying is this is a little bit how I don't want to dismiss Cody's statements because it's kind of like what I've been making fun of Devin Funches with the salad. Right, yeah, is that right. that's but he it was kind of like he's too nice was the yeah. thing yeah, for I, me. That's concern say- is is he was had these head injuries, this and that. It's not like he was playing and he got a million reps on his knee. That yeah. actually concerns me about his knee. It's not like he's doing explosive drill. That sucks, and I hope that he can come off the pup quick and get back. We don't know the extent of it, though. Go ahead, I, CK. I, I hate to say it. Real Sorry. quick point. This is why Mario Hernia sucks. I mean, I'm sorry, this man. Why. This is why Mario Hernia, we traded up. People don't remember that we traded up to get Greg Little 
and like this is all your buddy's done. He's had a bunch of concussions. He was uh, he was way overdrafted anyway, and and now he's like not showing up healthy. I mean, th- that's a second round pick. Like that's why uh, a lot of people, including myself, are like Herney should have been out, man. I wouldn't knock. Yeah, I, I won't knock Herney for that, right? If if there were a long history, which I there may be with Greg Little, like of injury, then by all means, yes. But the other stuff you talk about, like not being physical enough, all that stuff, that's stuff that he can pre-draft. But it, it, I won't blame Herney for somebody who has a a, a, a injury is plagued by injury in the NFL. That went. But now, if granted, if he were to draft two of Agaloa, and then you know he continued to have those injury issues, then yes, right. that is all on Herney because he made the decision to draft a guy who has been injury prone his entire yeah. college career, right? Um, then we can blame him for that. But in this situation, unless Greg Little has had a history of it, that I won't say we blame him for. But the other things, if he actually were on the field and he is not a good left tackle, that's all hurting. That's well, his. I, 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 think agree. It, I think it's compounded by the fact that it wasn't really there on film. He was overdrafted, and now yeah. he's having all these injuries and things. That it's just It's compounding the fact that it was, and it's looking like it still is a bad pick. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, and yeah, he has time to, to write that ship. I mean, we're not, we, we don't know how long this is going to be for. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know. But if you're Teddy Bridgewater, uh, this is yeah. not good news for for you. No, no, not at all. Tell me, tell me this though. Does that, like, and this is what I wanted to make a point of earlier. Uh, I, I wanted Greg Little to be successful in this, and I'm Everyone he had an opportunity. Yeah, I, mean, I think y'all are being a little hard on him. Yeah, he can he can absolutely uh, come back in a matter of, like what is this? I mean, this is not necessarily a uh, he asked him his games either, right? Like this is just no. Saying, what like, are the rules of the pub? I'll look up what the pub rules are. Like, cause so, it's like a it's like six weeks or uh, who knows when it is. It's I not as bad as hurt. you would think. Yeah, it doesn't like, mean he's yeah. done. Yeah, physically unable to perform. I feel like is just to wait for them to be able to maybe fill his roster spot until he's healthy. You know. Um, but no, no, I, I, the part of this, if it is, if it has something to do with his, his, is not being in football shape, not being able to pass the physical for that reason, then I imagine Greg Little as being the type of person that's sitting there eating a pizza and says, I can stop and eat something healthy and then go work out. Or I can continue to play these video games and drink this entire bottle. You don't know that. (laughs) <laughs> let me ask you something. Though. It's an offensive lineman. It's not very yeah. far. No, no, absolutely not. Well, right. let me ask you real quick because because I'm I'm kind of on um, CK's side with this one where it's I don't necessarily blame him because of the injuries in the seat in the in the pro- professional career because you can't really see that coming if they don't have the history of it. But we're always screaming. This is when we still had Cam Newton as quarterback. We're always screaming for Cam Newton for us to protect Cam Newton for us to protect Cam Newton. I'm looking at the first round. One offensive tackle went in the first round. Excuse me, two, three. Uh, one went 22nd, one went 23rd. We would have had to have passed up on Brian Burns to draft one of those offensive tackles, and the offensive tackles were Jonah Williams, which is pretty good, uh, Andre Dillard, and uh, Titus Howard, Texans, Eagles, and the uh, and the Bengals. I'll be honest with you, Brian Burns about to blow up. I would not exactly. I'd much rather have Brian so, Burns so realistically, he made a good decision drafting Little. That was the best option, I think, in the second round. We're always screaming for him to get protection for Cam. He made a move to get protection for Cam for a guy that looked like he was going to be pretty good and just became injury prone. So I can't blame the I can't blame that on 
Hardy. Well, but it's also no one that we could have had Cody Ford, who was drafted, who mm-hmm. I had ranked really high. He went to the Bills, and he's like a starting right tackle for them now, and he's he's been badass. You know, it's like didn't and, he get drafted before Little though? No, he oh, got drafted so, right after Little, thirty-eight. Yeah, we, after we, after okay. like that, that's another yeah. thing. You, you could have stayed right where we were. We were just a few spots back, and and landed one or the other. And then not only that, you traded up for for him, and instead of Cody Ford, who's been very successful. I don't know, man. It's and, and Cody Ford had better tape coming out of yeah. coming out of college. So, I mean, listen. Long story short, is a. Uh, you know, we still have our uh, internal optimists in the chat room. Panther Scott, FSU. I'm, I feel like I'm with him a little bit when it comes to his little take. Okun, Schofield, Paradis, Miller, Moten is the starting O-line. I'm all right uh, with that. I'm with him, and I do want to point this out. He said he went back. Who's and, uh, Panthers guy to FSU 23 said little is practically a first-round pick. On the offensive line can't be done. Got to pray. This this comment means a lot. First is that we usually don't see eye to eye a lot. Panthers guy in FSU, and I know you coming at me a little bit. Just we poking fun, right? But I do agree with this. Is one is that to perceive little as injury prone after one basically one season is a little much. Right. I don't think that he was. I think he had a. I think he was going to start. Like, uh, you know, he's he's saying that little wasn't he, going to start this year. I think he was going to start. He was going to be time. pretty good. He was pretty good. We threw him into the fire, and he was about as good as everybody else. I want to throw some good. shade at Tim Tizzy, who's saying uh, that dang <laughs> Dennis Daly, who's Dennis Daly's getting a lot of love in the chat room right now. My man could not play no left tackle for no prolonged period, bro. That oh, mug, man. he played one game. He was, I, he was like, thank Jesus, because we had Matt Khalil before you. So, but not the long-term answer on that. The chat room's crushing it right now when it comes to this. And also, Matt knows nothing. Nothing says Little will be fine. He's working too hard in the offseason. Hmm. Working too hard. That little, that, 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 that's Greg Little. That's Greg Little, guys. Don't. Yeah, it's Greg Little. Yeah. Too hard of a worker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. How, how do we know that? Like, how do we know? I mean, were you following his social media accounts? Do you know he was just working too hard? Like, right. Oh, good point. Now, I, I really, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping that's the thing. I really hope that this guy. I mean, uh, you, you, I, when he had his press conference, I think we all agreed. Like, we really want him to do well. Like you've got, he's got this likable uh, appeal to him, to where you're just like, man, if this guy does well, like, man, it's gonna be awesome. Like he deserve, like he's he's not like this gung ho like rah rah type of guy, but like you kind of you were like really hoping, like especially when he said, you know, let's let's you know let me come pro- protect you, Cam or whatever, like something like that. He said that, and I think it made all of us just like, all right, cool, let's see this happen. And then that concussion happened, and then Cam's not here anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bring that up, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at that lineup. Okun, Schofield, Paradis. Mil- it, who's Miller? Who am I missing? <laughs> Who is Miller? Mm-hmm. Is, is it, did he just write someone that I... That, yeah, that who is Miller? Great question. 
I'm assuming they mentioned Dennis Daly. I mean, listen, we're not going to put Dennis yeah. Daly at tackle. Dennis Daly has to be. A Watch tackle. it be somebody great. Yeah. Actually, it has Dennis Daly listed at Maybe tackle. it's well, Demetrius Miller. Yeah, never mind, you're right. Sorry. Maybe it's Demetrius Miller who says, Cody agreeing with anything FSU says. That's something new. It's funny. <laughs> I, I, it's funny because I don't really agree with him. Like, I agree with him the- for a second. I agree, but I disagree with him 98.9% per, of the time. No, I absolutely don't, not, Bill. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, Okay, it's one thing if you're trying to be optimistic, but all of those guys – uh, with the exception, in my opinion, of Taylor Moten, uh, have a lot to prove. Even Russell O'Connor had a blood clot. He has to come back and, and stay healthy for a season. Um, you know, we were all excited about Matt Paradis. In fact, when we signed Matt Paradis, we were like, that was the best signing that we made in that offseason. He'll be better then, this year than he was last year. He fucking yeah. better we hope. be, bro. He was bad last year. I said the same thing about Matt Khalil, though. If you think about it, Matt Khalil's story was kind of uh, had some decent pedigree, had the the numbers coming off an injury, and then that first year, you're like, oh, he didn't do as well as we wanted him to do because of injury. And you're hoping that he's going to get better. That's where we're at with Paradis. Is like, oh, it's still that lingering. We need him to get better and more get get chemistry. But it could totally not be that way as well. Yeah, but the the reality of the situation is, like, Paradis has had a good career, right, up to this point. There's a reason that the Vikings did not sign Matt Khalil back. Yeah, he only had a rookie year. He only had one year, and that was it. That was it. And Matt Paradis had had a a decent career up until the point where he got hurt and that's where we're dealing with so i don't think it's fair to write him off yet because i still believe that when when you have a bad offensive line as we had you know at least from the from the run game and or from the uh, you know pass protection there's only so much that the center can do to try to cover those holes up and when he when when he's having to and we you know I, i i watched a lot of the 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 reports on him and they're like he's not doing bad like there are certain things that he he's certainly you know could improve on you know over leveraging himself where he somebody can use that against him and get past him he falls on the ground and all of a sudden you know yes that's something but one of the things was like he's there's other people missing their assignments so now all of a sudden he has three guys running at him and he has to choose and so now all of a sudden he's being blamed because three people are running past him because he's having to choose between these three guys they they definitely play off of each other. The center, the guard, the tackles. I mean, if one guy misses a block, then you know that's a wrap for the play. It can be really bad. Uh, but by the money bags, Lawson says Miller is the guy at Walmart. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like about- he's the dude at Walmart. I went to Walmart with my wife, and there's a guy. He was the nicest dude. He was under a little table and umbrella. He worked for them, and it was like if you didn't bring your own mask. He was going to give you, I think, a free one, I assume. But he's like, hello, y'all. Hello, y'all. Good day, y'all. Good day. <laughs> like, that's who he's talking about. That dude under the umbrella. <laughs> Joey, Joey said that Paradis better be better than he was last year for the money we paid him. We didn't pay him much. Like, in comparison to other people. Well, he does, he does hold a significant amount on our cap. Like, yeah, percentage-wise. 
vastly underperformed. He's like 11 million podcast. player. I feel like he's and about to be not, 11 million player. Yeah, it's not even uh, it's not even up for debate. I mean, so yeah, you are right. CK, a lot, I mean, the offensive line plays off of one another. Uh, and we had a lot of turnaround, a lot of backups playing. And overall, that's just terrible for your offensive line chemistry. But yeah. at the same time, then there were also those plays where Homie was just straight up bull rushed into oblivion. Yeah. And, and he just couldn't do anything about it. So everyone's going to have to play better, man. Um, yeah. And I think we're, we're – um, you know, Panthers guy FSU is said John Miller is taking Trey Turner's spot. Which, if that's true, dude, that's a bad sign. And I think we're gonna or yeah, kinda, this you know, guy from Walmart is the a beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the truth. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I think we're gonna end up missing Trey Turner a lot too. I think we're going to end up... I don't know, man. I felt like we were living on Trey Turner's name for a minute. Like, I liked him a lot. I did. Like, I was... It was one of those picks. So, if you go back, and we went through all the Dave Gettleman drafts, which we're not doing tonight, folks. Don't worry. This is the first time in a year and a half we haven't had any calls, by the way. With that, to be... To put that into perspective, too... Uh, did you guys see who was uh, drafted by Dave Gettleman uh, to the Panthers, who's not on our team anymore, but opted out of the season this year? Devin Outside Funches. of Devin Funches. Oh, no. Outside there's another one? Funches, Star Latulale. He opted really? out? Yeah, he opted out for the season, dude. Fuck. If the no, no. Bills. I was, I was earlier. Yeah, for the Bills, dude. And dude, they are going fucking nuts, Holmes. He's oh, very oh, important no. to them. How about uh, did y'all hear about DeAndre Baker, the cornerback uh, from mm-hmm. uh, Georgia that was drafted? Robbery by, man, uh, the Giants. Yeah, robbery and uh, I think like attempted murder. Or we something. talked about this weeks ago. No, that wasn't DeAndre Baker though, was it? Yeah. Remember they robbed their own party. They were at a party and they peeled off with people on the field. In their so, in front, oh yeah 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 so didn't they the try target? to didn't they try to claim that they uh that it wasn't they were them. trying to stop they were trying to stop it <laughs> yeah. or something I like was that? trying to stop it when I said put your wallet in my bag now yeah and then the people who they like had some stories that were recanted by some witnesses and some things so people said that they paid them off but yeah, yeah. they're out of it these guys got on the they're on the Greg Hardy list, is what I call it. Mm, yeah. The commissioner's non-exempt list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt no, no, knows nothing. He knows nothing, bro. Sorry. I don't want to call you out too much. He Let's said see. Star had a heart condition, so I understand. That's, yeah. To my yeah. understanding, yeah. it well, wasn't a heart condition. He had a... Like some sort of viral cold that week or whatever that made his like raise questions. Like he had basically like COVID yeah. in 2010, 2011. My understanding, if you go back and read the literature on that, and I'm pretty sure about this, is that that was not a, what do they call it when you have a, not degenerative but like a lasting it was a momentary thing 
that people got overly concerned with. Star Latulale has played his whatever 13th pick or 9th pick to the T. Very important. That might be the biggest name who's opt out, Cody. Yeah. He did get a uh, giant deal, bro. No, I mean, look, did you this see how many people in the Patriots opted out, though? A lot. No, I need a to lot. do more reading about this COVID. I, I, I did not expect players to be this. Yeah, man. And then they were time. even saying that they might have to do what the NBA is doing and do a bubble. No, so man. Impossible. That's what, impossible. I'm just telling you what they're saying, man. And then I'm also hearing that um, uh, yeah, like the NFL PA and the NFL have another few days before they figure out what their COVID opt-out policy is going to be. So it was like I'm saying earlier, the NFL PA is going to go to bat for the players and make sure that they get some kind of paycheck, uh, even if they don't play. And I do, I honestly just think that's bullshit, man. I, I, I think you should, even if you're a football player, you should have to make the, the, the decision that every American is having to wrestle with and make right now. Either do I want to make money and, and, and go play football and do my job, or do I think that it's not worth the risk to my family? But either, or if you've or, already you know, made money, this is the thing, Cody. Mm-hmm. If you've already made money, you are in a different position. Right, right. Of that question. So think but about Star. So Star signed his big deal with the bills three years three years ago yeah yeah he's gonna get all of this he's gonna get retired you know whatever and they spread it out he's 30 million dollars richer it's so much different answering that question about do i love the game this and that if i had 30 million dollars it's hard for me to go to work and i like what i do i love what i do you know what i'm saying i don't get paid what these guys get paid but if I didn't have to go to work tomorrow, guess what I probably wouldn't do? <laughs> not go to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably not go to work. Is that no matter how much you love it. So if it's so wild when these mugs are just got businesses going, there's nothing going to hurt them by saying, you know what, I'm done. It's almost like an easy out. My knees were bugging me. Not an easy out, but it takes some of the pressure off of your, oh, I wanted to be great. I wanted to prove myself an athlete, this or that. If you're on the bubble of retiring, do it. Yeah, even more so. I mean, if these players have money saved up, and, and, and they don't need it no. like that. Yeah, you, you 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 shouldn't you shouldn't be getting a, a paycheck. You should get paid if you play. So, now I, I think the, here's the part of it, right? That I think about because what the league minimum for a salary is two hundred and fifty thousand for a year mm-hmm. uh, to be on the fifty three man roster, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so. Maybe something like that. But anyway, like that that is like if you that is still something most people can save money from. Outside of that, here's the reality of the situation. If you make $150,000 a year, you're accustomed to a certain level of life, and you get laid off, yes, you can go and draw unemployment, but you're making a fraction of what you make. 
Hey, just real quick, the league minimum for 2020 is $610,000. Is it? Okay. The, the practice <laughs> squad is probably like 250000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's right. not like it, it, just because you've opted out, like that's a decision. There are plenty of people out there who don't even have that as an option. And I think it, I think. And there's a lot of NFL players that don't have that option. That's my exactly. point is that yeah. Star had the option and wildly Devin Funches had the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- these if, if you've made your money opting out, fine. But don't expect to get your contract money. I mean, that right. just doesn't make any sense to me. You've yeah, done you nothing. You get that guaranteed, that though, bro. You sign the guarantee. They get their guaranteed, and they should get the guaranteed money. They get that. Yeah. Is they're not going to get anything. You, you opt out. That's one year off your contract, though, right? You're not you're not able to come back, and you're not going to have that extra three years, right? Like if you have no. a three year contract, you oh, opt out this year. You're I not agree. Have yeah, that I, I would. Still. I would think so. Yeah, is that like cool. you can't be like, but you get the guarantee because they spread the guaranteed money out over the life of the contract. So say yeah. someone gets ten million guaranteed, they sign a two year deal for eleven million. Basically, yeah. what they do is they get five million. They get ten million. It doesn't matter, but the team applies it to the salary cap over two years. So they give no. five million, five million. You get two checks of five million, and then you probably get that one hundred thousand dollars, whatever they allocate it for. So these guys, I, if they have made twenty million guaranteed, and they quit, they still get the twenty million. I don't think it works like that because think about it, Tony. It you does. Have the, the, I think the clause in your contract is if you don't play that year, you don't get that guarantee. You get the you guaranteed money. You get the guarantee. You, you don't get the salary, it, though. You don't get the salary Andrew, for the year. Well, when Andrew – okay, that might be a good point. I'll say when Andrew Luck quit, I know that he he uh, had to pay back a bunch of money, and the team didn't didn't make him do it. Remember? That that, that was the whole big deal was they said, no, right. you keep the money. So maybe it's a situation where you're you're fronted. I that think money his was because it was contract. paid. I think it was over the what he was going to get paid that year, and he okay. was on the he roster. Bonus. He had already gotten his paycheck for that year. For the year, yeah. yeah and it was like there he was on the injured reserve, and they were paying him. I think that's what it goes to. Because okay. the way I understand is this: to say oh, you got okay. a fifty million dollar contract. In tw- and it's a five million dollar, uh, a five year deal. So fifty year, five years, fifty million, right? It's ten million a year. Say twenty five was guaranteed. So they basically take your twenty five instead of paying you all that in one year that was guaranteed. They spread five, 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 and five. To to lessen the salary cap, so it's a salary cap move. But say they cut you after year one, you get the twenty million that's left over. Well, I'm looking at it right here. The chat room says they've got it. They've got it figured out. Look at right. the numbers they're putting out there. They're saying Funches will get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars if he opts out, which is less money than he had, than he had on his guaranteed contract. Or the yeah, because. Contract, it, right? They're saying that uh, if they have underlying conditions like Starla Tulele is supposed, you know, supposed to have, that they get three hundred and fifty thousand if they opt out of their contract. But I'm, I am personally more interested contract, yeah. in how it impacts the contract overall. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it matters for Funches because it's a one-year deal, right? Like, I mean, like at the end of the day, whatever he signs, he doesn't get it. He whatever the minimum guarantee, but Star is still on a contract. Yeah, that's kind of like the Le'Veon Bell thing. You remember a few years ago, Le'Veon Bell yeah, exactly. held out for so long, and they were saying, well. A lot of people were like, well, he can just hold out for this year and then he'll be done with his contract and he can go to free agency. But no, that he had to report by week ten or that year didn't go towards his contract. And he yeah, was still yeah, he could be, he could be, he could be tagged again the next year because he never actually signed that tender. So he right. technically, it, it, that's a similar situation to let's talk about Andrew Luck for a second. Let's go back to his situation. Mm-hmm. He retired. If he wanted to come back to the NFL, he is still under contract for that same amount of time. Yeah, like he okay. is not he he can't come back in ten years and think that he can sign a new contract. He is still under that exact same contract if he were to sign back up. So that contract is on pause. If he they retires right. and he never comes back, then obviously no big deal. But if he decides to come back, that contract is resumed at that point in time. And that was the same thing with Marshawn Lynch too, right? He was still in a contract with the Seahawks, but he wasn't playing. Exactly. So they had to trade for, for for the trade for the, uh, him to go to the Raiders, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Similar to Ron Gronkowski or Rob Gronkowski, where he had to go down to the Tampa Bay. He had to come out of retirement. Then the the Patriots had to trade him down for picks. Okay. Right now, what it was draft picks or something like that. This is what over the cap, uh, which is the best site to look at contract stuff says. Contract notes. Starla Tulele signed a $50 million contract with the Bills on in March of 2018. He received $18.5 million fully guaranteed at signing, including a $13 million signing bonus. So the way I calculate that is... The quit. I think that he. I think he got eighteen fully. Like, is that if he played one year, he gets eighteen. But if he then here's the next sentence: there are yearly roster bonuses of a million dollars in twenty nineteen, five hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty, one million in twenty twenty one, and one million in twenty twenty two, due on the fifth. B day of their respective league league year. My the way I understand it is this is that he gets hmm I would say twenty five million dollars if he played through the twenty nineteen season. Right? If you get eighteen point five that's fully guaranteed at the beginning plus a and it says at signing, including a thirteen million dollars signing bonus. Yeah, I'm looking at thirty-one of the thirty-one. Right yeah, yeah, that that's fully guaranteed. So he got thirty-one million dollars. If he was going to play this year, he would have had a salary. He's sacrificing four point five million dollars. But plus, you know what's worse about this right now? Is and, and and Moneybag Lawson is talking about it. This is something that benefits the Patriots heavily as well. Oh yeah, this does not impact their number. No longer impacts cap this year. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Starla Tulele is now his salary is back on the cap, like it is back off yeah. of the cap. So they have money to sign people. Um, the Patriots now, last I counted, 
last uh, last time I looked, they had a uh, they increased their cap to twenty two million. They had zero essentially. They've got twenty two million cap space now. And guess who's still sitting out there? Jadavian Clowney. So there's a there's Dude, a situation. A where these guys I know, I know. We're kind of cheering for the Pats. Secret, but here doesn't this mean too that Latula is done? Thirty-one. No, he's thirty-one years no. old right now. He's gonna take a whole year off. He's gonna be thirty-three coming back. He's done as a yeah, he, impact he was, he player. Did, as an impact did, he player, did. he's he was. Let's be honest. He's a tackle though, and he's always been a space eater tackle. He's not like short. He wasn't the guy who was getting into the quarterback's lap, right? He's always been mm-hmm. that guy who's stopping the run and whatnot. And if you look at what he did with the Bills, yes, he's not going to have these incredible stats that make you think this guy is going to be something moving forward and he's a staple to their defense. But he did have uh, he did have a pretty big impact to their defensive line. And as he's been gone, how have we done against the run, guys? I'm sorry. I just don't think that you can oh, take a year off. Now. Imagine being a vocalist. All right, think about you, even yourself right now. You're hitting your stride as a gamer, a streamer. Yeah. Sorry, you're not a gamer. You're a streamer. And then just taking a year off. Right, and then you take <laughs> a year off. Like, you how still do you get paid. And you already got mad money. Do you yeah. really, do you come back and are you better? Are you rejuvenate? Maybe you are. Maybe he will be. There are a lot of people who do that, that uh, take a, that, that, quit streaming and come back and then they pick up right where they left off it's a fight and you you start with a you definitely are not nearly where you were the year before two years before but you know in this case i think it is a big difference yes because age has a big impact on uh, a player's health and and how effective they are in the league and you know i don't think 31 is the cutoff i don't think 32 is the cutoff i think if he was 35 Absolutely. Now we have a little bit more of a concern. I think you're but getting old when staple, you're in yeah. your 30s, bro. For NFL, I think you're getting old when you're in your 30s. Dude, it depends on position. I know. I think it pretends on per- per- person. You know what I'm saying? There's so but many great players. One, bro. I know. He's 31. So he's been, he played what? He played what? Three or four years. He for was us, drafted right? in 2012. That's eight years yeah. ago. Yeah, so that's, that's about right. Yeah, I mean, you know, K.K. Schwartz in the same boat, though. Yes, right, we're going to have K.K. till he's 33. All right, final topic of the night. Today, Joe Person goes on WFNZ. I did not hear it word for word. So I'm relying on the host of the show, Josh, Par- Josh Parcell, which, by the way, Josh Parcell... You look like you're like a growing 20-year-old. And he's probably like 30 or 31. He's probably stars age, to be honest. But he's just like an adult. Like he looks like a child a little bit to me. Not a child. Wasn't meant to be offensive. Very young for your age. You'll love it one day when you're not a defensive tackle. And... I don't know what to say about this, guys. Joe Person comes on his show today, and he says, I think Teddy Bridgewater, quote, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy Joe Brady wanted all along. So, fellas, what then happened is Tony tweeted out this. And actually, no, I don't have the tweet queued up yet. Cody, what do you think about this? 
I think this is nonsense. I think it's absolute nonsense. Uh, you're going to tell me that one of the biggest decisions in in the Panthers organization was given to a 30-year-old guy who has not been an Zero experience. Yeah, who has zero experience. And they said, hey, Joe, do you have the final shot on this? Do you have the final call? Yeah, dude, I call bullshit. And I, I said this to Tony before the show. I'll say it on the show right now. I maintain that us getting rid of Cam Newton over Teddy Bridgewater was a David Tepper decision. It was marching orders from the top down, and it didn't matter if Matt Rule or Joe Brady or Marty Herney didn't like it. That's what was going to happen because two years in a row, Cam Newton's injuries tanked this team's chances, and David Tepper was tired of it. That's what I think happened. I think that Joe Brady had almost no say-so in who got to be the quarterback of uh, of the Carolina Panthers. And I, I don't think that Joe Person uh, has any knowledge to this one way or the other. I think that it's just simple for him to say that because Joe Brady has a history with Teddy Bridgewater dating back to New Orleans. They know each other. I'm sure everyone has talked to each other about one another. And I'm sure Joe Brady gave Teddy Bridgewater raving reviews. I'm sure he yeah. did. But at the end of the day, he did not make the decision to go with Teddy Bridgewater over Cam Newton. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, you're not, he wouldn't be given that much power without proving anything, no matter how high they are on him right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I don't think it came down to him, but I do think that. There is a chance, and I think that this statement is basically the equivalent of what we're doing right now, right? It excellent, is, excellent analogy. You know, uh, just to be quite honest, I mean, we're it's it's uh, just all opinion based. Like, I think I think he, if if Joe Person believes that, it's not because he's got inside voices telling him that. It's that he's looking at the writing on the wall and he thinks, well, Joe Brady worked with. Teddy Bridgewater in the Saints offense. That's what they're trying to do is run a sim- simpler version of what the Saints do. And so why not go ahead and get somebody exactly the right. Game? So it, it all makes sense when you look at it from that perspective. I don't think he had the deciding factor, but I think he had a vote. And I think his vote was was weighed heavily on because he's going to have such an impact on the offense that they're going to they're going to go to the guy who they're going to be relying on calling the plays and ask him what he thinks. And if I'm being honest, I almost wonder if this was a conversation they had before they even hired Joe Brady. And if Joe Brady said, I like the idea of getting Teddy Bridgewater over here. No, you know, and if that, no, no, no. You know, man, I'm I, 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 I kind of think he might be right there, CK. I think no. there, there was linger, like the idea was lingering in there about getting rid of Cam Newton. They bring Joe Brady in, and Joe Brady might have said, hey, like you said, I, I like this guy, Teddy Bridgewater. Or, like, dude, this I, is I not don't nonsense. That's a different. nonsense idea. Dude, what's his, what's our uh, our coach's name? I can't remember his name right Matt now. Uh, Matt Rule. So you're in Matt, yeah, Rule. <laughs> Rule even said that he built this team the way he wanted it. That he's going to have the guys he wants playing. He said that. So what is he lying for for Depper? I don't know if it's I mean, a. I I don't know if it is a Tepper decision. I don't. I'm not ready to say I think that. It's partially Tepper. I don't think it's all Tepper. I would say I think I continue to think all of this is our Matt Rule decisions. Personally, I just I agree where I agree, I agree where I agree with Cody is this is I have no there's no world 
where I could believe that this kid, what's his name again? Joe Brady. Yeah. Joe Brady. No matter, you guys have told me he's amazing. He's all these different things. And and, and maybe he is. And I hope he is going to be. I hope he's going to be all these things. I hope he's going to be like the best coach. He's like the Panthers coach in 10 years and we get 12 Super Bowls. But there's no way that a guy who has had a marginal role in all of his develop, you know, I mean, he's a young buck. He's 30. He's only had so much experience. Come on. He wasn't even offensive coordinator entirely. There's no way he comes in here and says, this is my guy over Cam. And like he put the, the foot down. No, no. Right. I'm There's zero that, way I, that that happened. I think it would be naive, you know, naive to assume that it was all Joe Brady. It's not. It's not all Joe Brady. I'm saying that if if I'm thinking at it from this perspective, let's also talk about we believe that all of these moves were Matt Rule outside of Cody who believes Tepper was a big, you know, word. I don't think Tepper was fighting it. Um, but if Matt Rule did it, look at all the people Matt Rule has brought in. Baylor, Temple, players, all of these people that he's familiar with, right? He Joe was Brady, not he's not worked with Joe Brady though. Exactly. But now guess what? Joe Brady is an offensive coordinator now. Would you want Cam Newton, who you've never worked with, you've barely had any interaction with because you've been an offensive coordinator when you played against him. So you don't really need to worry about what Cam Newton's doing. You only need to worry about what the defense is doing. So do you want that guy or the guy that you've worked with who knows the offense you're going to be trying to run so that you're not going to have to sit there at 30 years old and teach an entire offense to a new quarterback? Well, you tell me. You you raise a good point there, CK. But when he worked with with Teddy Bridgewater, it was in New Orleans, right? The year that Drew Brees was and not. And he would have been twenty eight so then as a starter, right? And he would have been no, twenty eight. Oh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, he's he was more working with with Drew Brees at that point than he was with Teddy Bridgewater. Not that he wasn't working with Teddy Bridgewater, but yeah, I mean, but I'm sure he focused way more attention on Drew Brees that year. But you yeah, got a very slight familiarity. You know, you know how big of a role the backup quarterbacks play in an offensive play calling? Yeah, you're right. You know, that's it's not all like you see every single back. You see what Derek Anderson did. He he was a backup quarterback, certainly, but he always had the headset on. He was always helping play call the plays. If it was just communicating, oh, to the offense. I'm so, well, that's so bullshit. And, I'm and so the last few years yeah, we had him in, he did horrible. I'm kind of with Tony on this because I feel like, listen, how much of a rapport can you build up with someone in one year? As like an it, assistant, it, it, assistant, it, it, assistant, assistant coach. More than you do with never having any rapport with somebody. Sure, it. but it's Cam Newton. It would be like, I have a great look. Like, I have a great sex life with this girl that I was in bed with for a couple of weeks. But then you're going to give me this porn star who is Cam Newton. You know, and you're like, well, you know what? I got a better rapport with this girl over here. So there's no way I could figure it out with that girl. You're with someone and you got to know and like someone within that year. It doesn't mean that you saw enough of them to know if they're a franchise quarterback or not. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if you believe that it is. It's not about if Teddy Bridgewater is the guy. That's not the point. It's not can Joe Brady work with Teddy Bridgewater. That's not a question. Like nobody would have been arguing that. The real point is this is that did Joe Brady according to this quote from per- and, and I feel like it's taken in such a snippet of a context. I don't believe this is what yeah. Joe person is trying to to put yeah, forward. Yeah, he's not saying even in that statement, he's not saying that Joe Brady 
cut Cam Newton in favor of Teddy right, Bridgewater. Right. You know, the thing well, that, game that he got the guy that he preferred. That Joe that yeah. if Joe Brady That is a little team, heavy handed for my taste. Brother, but 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 it's still like I said, it does imply that if Joe Brady had his say, that he would have picked Teddy Bridgewater. And again, it goes back to why? Just because he knew right. Teddy for there a year is no because he's year. trying to get an extra interview with Joe Brady this season. He's trying to get a snippet because if he comes out and says that Joe Brady, you know, like if he wasn't just syncophanting to Joe Brady right now. You know, he wants him to go to the first audio snip to Joe Person. And Joe Person's going to get it, man. The athletic, the athletic, the athletic. It's better than hey guys, Charlotte Observer. Let, let me ask you a question. Is the New Orleans Saints offense pretty complicated? It is. No. Just so you know, it is a very complicated yeah. offense. Lies. It is a very complicated offense. It is very complicated. That's why they don't draft new QBs in that in that offense. is because it's very hard to learn. But right? what, 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 are you, what are you getting at with that? Because here's what I'm trying to say. If you have a quarterback who has been a starting quarterback in the NFL, in Teddy Bridgewater, or and Cam Newton, you were there. And even in this past year, you saw him operate and win five games in a row in a very difficult situation without a, you're it coming in as a backup role. You've come in with a complicated offense, ran it efficiently enough to get the win. Right, you're going to want to prefer somebody who knows the complicated offense over having to go through an entire process of teaching somebody a very complicated offense. Who is opinionated? Are who, you who, trying who to say are. Cam Newton? You you would rather? Let, no, I'm not saying Cam Newton couldn't have learned it. But are you saying if you're Joe team. Brady that you Hold would? Because I Hold have on. something strong to say about that. Hold yeah, on. I do too. Whenever you Hold get on. Cam Newton, I, whether or not you believe it or not, there is a stigma around Cam Newton that he had to be have his offense simplified from the pay, play calling perspective so he could actually call plays. And right? to back up, and to back up, CK Cam even said that himself in an interview one time, saying that he doesn't like to have the verbiage of the plays being. Super but, but have you heard the verbiage that they were using? It's like seventy-two scope, seven four five, seven two seven. Every it's like NFL uses that. They need to find a way. I'm going to tell you this: as someone who encourages people to write, simplify life, yeah, better to write better is like the whole rule to writing is concision. So, what you need to figure out if that is what a, a quarterback has to call. That is ridiculous. I'm sorry. There has to be a smarter way to convey the information more intelligently and more streamlined than that. I'm or even if it's using like culturally relevant references. Well, they do. They no, they don't. According to that fucking Norv Turner, that Norv Turner. Call like he was like here's split it was like this is I couldn't remember that to save my fucking life I'm sorry say say the alphabet backwards one footed and no I don't care I can say the alphabet I don't need to say it backwards. 
can can I also say that it's one thing when you're talking about coming in and changing the offense. It's not just the quarterback you have to worry about. Absolutely. You've got everybody else in the offense that's going to be running different plays, pushing different ways, pulling different ways, blocking different sides. I mean, running totally different schemes and different verbiage yeah. of what they're doing. So it's not just the quarterback. I mean, I don't but know. if you have a quarterback who understands it, it makes it your job that much easier. Yes, but if he can't throw it, hey, uh, like I can teach that, somebody. Though. I understand that, but I'm looking at Cam, like it's the thing. It's this. It's can you teach Cam Newton a system of football, and you have his skill set, or yeah. would you rather not have Cam Newton's skill set and have a guy you didn't have to teach? I think that I'm sorry. I just prefer to have Cam Newton. I think we all would agree with that we prefer to have Cam Newton, right? Here is but okay, go ahead. But again, from a perspective of a Joe Brady, if this is indeed a true statement, which nobody knows, not even Joe Person, right? Right, if I agree this with is you. Indeed a true statement. There is a reason he he knows Teddy Bridgewater more than any of us, right? Because he has been there, sitting in rooms with him for an entire year. Probably spent more time with him than he's ever spent with Cam Newton, right? So in that timetable, he is he's kind of developed this rapport with this guy, right? He's seen enough to make him like Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not saying that it's accurate, and this is all speculation. And chat may be going crazy with us talking about this is literally an opinion. We nobody knows this. For That's sure. exactly what it is. It's person's opinion, and I don't even think it's his true opinion. I think it's the opinion he gave because Cam is gone. And Teddy Bridgewater is here, and we have the connections between, you know, and Matt Rule's been touting those. So it's not an unsubstantiated statement. The point is, it comes across as, like, I would be more comfortable taking over this offense with a Teddy Bridgewater than a Cam Newton. And to me, that's why I put up this tweet right here. And this, it's on the stream for people who are watching on YouTube. You know, Cody has been a Joe Brady. Let me put it this way: is Cody is to Joe Brady as Cam is to Tony Dunn, or Tony Dunn is to Cam. Pick your pick Love your Joe way. Brady. Yeah, he yeah. loves. You know, I don't know, I don't know if I would do to Joe Brady the things that you would do. To you him. were ready to when he first showed up. The only thing that has stopped you from finishing the deed is the Cam Newton issue. And my point right here, as I put this tweet up, I put this up today, the first thing I saw, this is Josh Parcell tweets out, Joe Person tells us, I think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy Joe Brady wanted all along. And my tweet goes like this. If so, Joe Brady believes in Joe Brady more than Joe Brady worshipers do. I could have wrote this tweet as, if so, Joe Brady believes in Joe Brady more than Cody Lashney believes in Joe Brady. Uh, which, by the way, it should be true. He should believe in himself more than I believe in yeah. him. Well, uh, yeah, that's a good point. But would you believe, do you believe in him more or less if he told you that Teddy BD, and by the way, we call him Teddy BD on this show from now on, is the guy he wanted over Camden? All right. 
that's what you call him on this you show. saw it bro you saw it you can't unsee it like it's a chinchilla or something that's a part of him uh no dude, it's like no. the size like, of my monitor bro dude dude just had a <laughs> hanging out in their pants dude no big deal dude How one thing is this man think about that listen i have no i have no doubt in my mind that that is true i think that teddy bridgewater <laughs> and he's talking bridgewater, about teddy bridgewater's you know what no, I'm, not oh, stupid <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about joe brady met teddy bridgewater they have a rapport they've known each other and I have no doubt in my mind that he preferred him because he liked him and they used yeah. to work together. But like in my mind, that is as far as it goes. Like yeah. I, I like Joe Brady not because of who he is, I like him because of what he does. Like I, I, I watched a ton of those LSU games. I saw the concepts that they run. I mean, he's seriously like a younger version of uh Bruce Arians, in my opinion. It's a lot of downfield attack, it's a lot of spreading out. And it's a lot of uh, no one had to change the the play at the line of scrimmage. And I think that those were all the things that that Cam Newton was good at that he never got enough credit for. That's why I was so hopeful that Joe Brady and Cam would actually make something incredible. That that was the dream. That was the goal. But uh, that's not what, what we're getting now. But overall, I still am excited about Joe Brady. Like, he made yeah. this decision. It's whatever. Dude, it doesn't matter who chose Teddy Bridgewater. We can speculate it being Tepper or Matt Rule or my mama or whoever the hell you want to uh, say made that decision. Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. And right now, everyone aboard our staff, be it from Rule, Tepper, Brady, they're all on board with him. It's not a joke to them. They believe Teddy Bridgewater is the guy and that, we're left that is a him. big true a statement that's a moment. true statement bro yeah i have a question yeah who is the first one if teddy bridgewater happens to just be an elite quarterback this year who is the first one to claim that they they're the ones that made the decision that teddy bridgewater should come to the team is it Tepper, Rule, or Joe Brady? I thought you meant of this group. I was like, oh no. <laughs> I, was like, I, don't I know. I was like, oh God, I can't have that can't happen. That yeah. can't <laughs> happen. <laughs> I don't I say rule. I, I, I say rule. I, I say rule. That's who I say. I don't think we know now. I don't think that we would know then. I think so, I, I like that question. I, I like when, that question. It's think, a tough one. I think if we're nine and one. At that yeah. point in the season, they're going to ask about the decision to bring Teddy Bridgewater in over Cam Newton, and somebody is going to say, "When I made the decision to bring Cam Newton or to to bring Teddy Bridgewater to the team, it was this is my what I had in, in mind. This is my what I envisioned." Right? There is going to be somebody who makes that statement. I'm just not sure who it is. Mm-hmm. I think they're all going to get the same memo. Yeah, they're all going to get the same talking points as an organization. You're seeing why. We all love Teddy Bridgewater so much throughout the process. Yeah. And what he's capable of doing is going to be that same code speed that uh, that I, Greg, Greg Joe Brady. So I, think Tepper, I think Tepper is going to take credit for it. I think he is going because Tepper will have no problem making it him about him in this case because that's what he already did with uh, Ron Rivera. He said, I've got to start making this, uh, you know, put my fingerprints on this team at some point. Right. Yeah. It wasn't. We, we made the decision to fire Ron because it was just best for the team. It was, I need to start making my fingerprints on this team. 
And so I think that there is a situation where Tepper becomes the guy who made the decision to you know hire or to to sign uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I, Mike, think, I think Tepper would take credit for that. Michael think he takes the blame if it goes the other way. Oh, I don't think he's gonna. I, 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 I think it's gonna be somebody. Who takes uh, the blame? Else, it's gonna be Marty Herney takes think, the blame. If it doesn't work, yeah. Marty Herney takes the blame. <laughs> there you go. There there you go. go. Well, we uh, we fired Marty Herney uh, when yeah. he made the decision for Teddy Bridgewater to come to be a quarterback for us. Michael, but doesn't it bolster my point even more? No, that when we're, it doesn't. When we're, at, when we're asking each other, hey, who made the decision? Who's going to make the decision? Yeah, yeah. None of us say Marty Herney. It's rule, like, rule. This, this is Matt Rule's team right now. That's what I say. That's yeah. not oh, Marty Herney's job to make that. Well, I mean, I guess Joe Brady right here in the comment section. Michael Jones says Joe Brady takes the credit. Tree fifty says no reason. Just hit the likes. Donating to the show. We appreciate it. There are 24 people watching right now. Only nine thumbs up. We've had 30, 40 people watching. Come on, guys. Just smash the thumbs up. Help those like algos, Tree bro. 50 is saying. <laughs> and my, I think what happened was this. Is I think Joe Brady walked in the locker room and said, I saw Teddy B's D. And he said, I will roll with that dude. I think that's what happened. I think he came back and he said, look, I've been in the room with Teddy B's D. Tony, I think I know what fetish you look at on on Pornhub, bro. (laughs) No, it's not a fetish. It's that if you walked into a place and my man had a lasso hanging around, be like, I would right. run from him. I would run away. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be or you would draft him, him to your fuck fuck the Falcons team. Yeah, I would be Obviously. like, I want you to use that D against Matt Ryan. No, that's what I would say. Him. That would be my words to him before the Atlanta game. Go no, the- use the D. Against the Atlanta Falcons, you can't use or, that on anyone from the Atlanta Falcons because they all probably have AIDS. Or <laughs> Joe Brady, hear, hear me out, guys. Hear me, hear me out, guys. Matt Rule, it, it, he grew up as a, a pastor's child, right? Right. He Joe Brady came to him and said, "I just saw Cam Newton in the locker room without a shirt on. I think I'm switching teams." Matt uh, Rule cut him the next day. And then he saw Teddy Bridgewater, and he said, "Oh, uh, <laughs> he didn't sorry. see that picture first. He Why isn't picture. Joe Brady cut? All right, we got to close this podcast out. It went way too long, too off the rails. We got off That's off topic a couple of times. Off, <laughs> way too long. Well done, Michael Scott of the podcast. <laughs> All right, the 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 podcast name is the C3 Panthers podcast. You can find it on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever, Spotify, wherever you get it. Just Google the C3 Panthers podcast. Just Google the longest running Panther fans talking on the internet in audio format, and you will find us. Uh, my name's Tony Don. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles, and we close the show out with the ice up picks of the week. And that's where our homage goes to um, Steve Smith, who told, was it, not Talib Kweli, a kid, I always call him by the rapper name, 
But he told him to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. And that's where we tell someone ice up, toughen up, to get it together. I'm going to start off this week. Last week, I iced up my wife for her spending habits. This week, I've got a lot. The list is long. But guess who? And I'm hoping she's not listening. We're going up the chain of command. We're going to the white. Yes, my mother-in-law. I love, you know, I love my family. Like, and we, we've been together for a long time. So I will fight and die. And and it's, I, I feel like it's one of these things with family is that we get to pick on each other. But if you talk shit about us, like, if I talk shit about my weight, it's okay. But if you call me fat, we got a fucking problem. That's kind of my, my attitude when it comes to family. So, like... I'm going to talk a little junk about my own family, but don't be coming at me. But this is the most tacky, weird shit I've ever run into. And I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't deal with it. It bugged me for a long time. My mother-in-law, who was having an addition, she's getting a sunroom put, put into her room, to her house. And she wanted us to come see the progress, but she doesn't want to share the progress because she wants to kind of like unveil it to her friends and be like, ta-da, this is what we got. You know, so she wanted to show it off to us. And we live like five miles down the road. It's nothing. But she says, and but she said, well, and one other thing, she spends money. Where do you think my wife learned to spend money from? Her mom. mom. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, the same thing. So, my mother-in-law will spend, like, $200 on my kid's birthday for, like, 70 dresses or something. It's, like, it's like ridiculous. It's like, gosh, she had... You gave her 20 dresses. A little too much. But she will kind of hold back like if you want to like she will give the low tip or she will be like why don't you order water this kind of it's like it's a little weird on this other hand so anyway they have a lot of money they're put not they have a lot of money they are not struggling so they said they wanted to show this a new sunroom that's being built off and they said well why don't you come over we will order our own takeout and you and your family can order your own takeout. And can, we can eat together. And my wife was like, we got to go to my mom's house. They're getting their own food. We're getting our own food. And I was like, what kind of fucking family yeah, that- dinner invitation is this? I said, I will get takeout and eat it at my own fucking house. I will make my own dinner. Like, if I wanted my own takeout, I'm not going to eat it at someone else's house. I was pissed. I cooked my own dinner. I ended up cooking my own, like, everybody's dinner for my entire family. We brought our own dinner that we cooked. And those bitch asses bought their own takeout. And we had more. I was like, don't invite my My ice up goes to anyone. Who invites people over and you're not in college. Like if you're not 19 and you're asking people to come over for dinner and you tell them to bring their own dinner. Like y'all sorry. 
So to my in-law, my mother-in-law, ice up. Like, what the hell? You can't invite people over and be like, bring your own Chinese, bitch. And then we were eating all different food, and they were looking at our food jealous. Like, it was just like, oh, ice up. It was so tacky. Next. You should have been like, oh, you want some? And then give them the number to the place you got it from. <laughs> Which was my own house. I made it myself, and I was a dick. We were leaving the house, and I told my kids to run up and tell them thank you for dinner. <laughs> that was a dick thing to do, is that, like, thank you for dinner. Oh, wait, we had to bring our own fucking dinner, which I would have rather eat, uh, eaten at my own damn house. I heard that. I hear you. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Do any of y'all want to go first or jump in? I can. I mean, it doesn't matter. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man, do your thing. All right, here. See if I can put this up real quick. You know, CK oh, is still oh. looking for his. No, I, I got mine. I got mine. Oh, wow. Excuse me. <laughs> mine mine is, uh, is pertaining to my career. I want uh, y'all to watch this video real quick. Every night. All right, here we, we go. do it every night. Every night. I live alone, but I still do it every night. Right after dinner. Definitely after meatloaf. Like clockwork. Do it. Run your dishwasher every night with Cascade Platinum. A load with as few as eight dishes is all it takes to save water. An Energy Star certified dishwasher uses less than four gallons per cycle, while a running sink uses that every two minutes. So do it. Run your dishwasher every night with Cascade Platinum. The surprising way... All right, so I am icing up that, uh, not that commercial, but I'm icing up One Million Moms. Because One Million Moms, y'all just saw that commercial. Did anybody see anything that was, like, super offensive? It might have been a little jokey on that side, but anything super offensive? I mean, there was innuendos, but outside of that, I mean, like, if (laughs) yeah, there's nothing that would have caused me to, like, not want my son to watch it. Yeah, that was totally innocuous. They sent an email, and I rate email fuming, saying, can you imagine what kids go through, what goes through the mind of a child when they see this ad? He said, we'd all be ashamed to see our kids walking around repeating, we do it every night. Cascade should be ashamed. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it's an innuendo, it's a funny joke for adults, but you can do something every night, and it doesn't have to be sex. If that's what you, if that's the first thing your mind goes to, is sex, yeah. then maybe you have the problem. Because I brush my teeth every night, put my pajamas on every night, a shower every night. There's a lot of stuff I do, every, a podcast every night. A lot of stuff I do every night. Just because somebody says, I do it every night, doesn't mean it's sex. And if that's the first thing you jump to, maybe the problem's in your mind. So, one million moms. I don't know if y'all ever followed any of the stuff they complain about or the things that, man, they have some really crazy stuff. Is that stuff. just all it is, is a complaint group? Basically, yes. <laughs> Hashtag cancel, cas- cancel cascade. Cancel cast <laughs> Right? But to one million moms, ice up. Uh, ice up. What you got next? Come on, guys. Come on. We got two minutes. Let's get out of here by 11. Okay, oh. go first. All right. I'm going to try to make mine quick. Um, by the way, if there's anybody right now that is in a situation where you have debt collectors calling you and you want advice, feel free to reach out to me. I am a debt collector. I am happy to provide you advice on how to deal with debt collectors. The one thing I will tell you never to do is contact a settlement company. You're going to see advertisements for Freedom Debt Relief, all these people online that'll tell you, put your stop paying your credit card bills because we can save you 45%, right? Why, by the way, they have no legal right to promise you that, number one. But 
the problem is, is these companies promise you all of this with, at the same time, they're saying we can save you 45% on your credit card debt. They'll charge you 20% commission on everything they save you. And everything you've saved off the credit card debt is now something you have to claim as taxes, taxable income. So uh, anyway, there's companies out there that prey on people that just don't know these things. And I'll put it into perspective. If you have a $1,000 credit card and you contact these companies and they tell you to stop paying your $1,000 credit card, that $1,000 credit card after about nine months goes up to about $1,500, dollars $1,700. They're going to tell you they're going to save you 45% of that, which, by the way, brings you back down to close to that $1,000 mark. They're going to charge you 20% on that $700, $800 they just saved you, which is $160, right? And that $800 you just saved, you have to claim sometimes, depending upon how big the account is, on your taxes as taxable income. And now you have to pay taxes on that $800, which can be 20%, another $160. So $1,000 credit card you just bought, you just let go of because somebody told you they can save you money. Now all of a sudden, is you're end up paying $1,500 to pay it back and your credit's screwed up in the, in the meantime, right? Um, I, I'm saying ice up to these settlement companies that prey on people who don't know these things because I cannot tell you how long I've done this job and how many people call me three years after I tried to reach out to them and they tell me, I'm with a settlement company, sorry, can't help you. And then I'm sitting there holding the bag thinking, oh, I'd love to help you, but they hang up. They don't give me an opportunity to tell them why going with the settlement company is not the smart move. And then three years later, after these companies aren't doing nothing for them, they're not even actually saving them money by this point. They're not even handling anything. I'm the one that have to, I, I have to tell them, Sorry, I can't help you. It's beyond my control at this point. It's three years past delinquency at this point. It what's happened has happened. You know, have a good day. I'd, I'd love to help you, but I can't. You know, I, I'm saying I up to these companies because they're. I mean, there's Freedom Debt Relief, for instance. If you look up, they've been sued by the federal government. They're under investigation for promising things that they can't legally promise. When you talk about adding a third party into an event like this, they are out to get something out of it every time. So just think about that. Try to have critical thinking to settlement companies who prey on people who are ignorant to these things. Ice up. Again, if you have trouble, especially in these tough times and you want advice, reach out to me on my Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I'm happy to give you some advice, at least the best that I can, can possibly. And then no you know, legal binding binding to himself or correct, to anybody correct. that does this podcast. Absolutely for fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, ice up settlement companies. Ice up. I had a bad week with settlement. Who's left? Uh, Who's left? uh, Just me. Just me. Just me. Um, So I am icing up Politico, Joe Biden, and the Democrats. And people don't like to go political, but let me tell you why specifically I'm icing them up. Politico published an article claiming Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as his running mate, announced it, and then deleted it. Now check out what the original piece said. That uh, Joe Biden has chosen Kamala Harris to become his running mate for the 2020 election on August 1st. By the way... Uh, it's here, 7 On the 28th. It even goes on to say... In his announcement, Biden called Harris a worthy opponent and a worthy running mate. So this, it puts a a microscope 
on how politics is run. They, these political campaigns give access to these media companies and they give them the scoop. This is absolutely what's going to happen. And Politico knew about it days too early and they published it too early and they fucked up. Dude, that shows you the state of affairs that our country is in, but also the mindset of these fucking spineless Democrats, dude. And, and, and in my mind, it, it shows what's wrong with our politics and what's wrong with these uh, ridiculous people. So to everyone involved, to uh, Politico, who you know pay their ungodly amount of money to have access to that information, to all these crooks, man. Ice up, son. Last shout out to Joey the Blind Panther who told my mother-in-law to BYOC. Or maybe he was telling that to me. Bring your own Bring your Chinese. Own Chinese. <laughs> I was really worried that he was talking about the other thing that Teddy Bridgewater has. Uh, oh, BYOD. <laughs> Got it. All right, uh, it's the C3 Panthers podcast. We tell all those people to ice up. We cheer for the Panthers despite sometimes being critical. We're just fans talking fan nonsense about non-information. We had some information this week. Strangely, we had no damn calls. 252-228-5098. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. We're going to have to work something out next week because I'm going to be on vacation myself. So, if you're expecting the podcast to come on Tuesday, there might be some delays unless the homies know how to do it. And if not, we're going to double up somehow, somewhere, when there's some news. How do they follow you guys? I know Cody is killing it on the Cripple Connection. Tell us where they can find your work. Yeah, so you can find the Cripple Connection podcast. It's a video game podcast uh, that I do with my friend Jeffrey Redman. And uh, we do it every Friday. We normally run between 3 and 4, somewhere around that time. If you love video games, talking about things in the industry, check us out. Cody Lashley on YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe button. Find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. And Wednesday, there will be another brand new mock draft up on Draft Tech with a comment for um, our pick, which as of right now, they have us sitting at the third pick in the draft. So check that out, drafttech.com. And that's all for your boy. We're passing the mic to CK, man. Hit him up. Hey, guys. Yeah, um, so I am obviously doing the streaming online uh, on Facebook. Um, video games, mainly Warzone. Oh, I was uh, going to ice game. you up. Forty. I was number 40. Number 41 got it, bro. Yeah, that I was going to be nice. I know it. Well, you should have been better. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, you guys pop through, man. We're growing. Um, you know, in just a matter of uh, two months, we've grown to 642 followers and Nice. You know, it's rapid. We've gotten 150 of those in the past week. So it's just, uh, it's continuing to grow and grow and grow. And it's been, uh, it's been a ride. And I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting this stride going. So if you guys want to come in, pop in, show some love, say you're coming from C3. Um, I'll do a quick introduction to you, to the family in my movie trailer voice. And, you know, uh, love to have you on board. Uh, a lot of people, 
uh, and Tony was talking about it in sh- uh, before we got into the uh, podcast tonight, that a lot of people would never think to watch somebody stream a video game, right? It, or they, they hear it and they're like, why would I watch that? That doesn't uh-huh. entertain me at all. Um, and then he watches, you know, watches me now. And then, so it's, it's, it's less about necessarily just watching somebody play video games, but it's about the entertainment. It's about learning more about the game. Um, there's a lot of things that really come into play. So I'd love to see some of you it's guys. Super pop fun, and man. It's more fun than I like to admit. Yeah. It yeah. Is. On my end. I know you're having. Check, you better be having fun. If you ain't having fun, it's gonna get old, bro. Dude, like I you gotta love it, like to the I'm end. I'm loving it, dude. That's I'm why it's so good, it. is you can tell you're having a blast. Yeah, what and what's crazy? There's so many people doing it right now because and they almost you drank like that. seven monster drinks. Come on, let's be serious, bro. <laughs> you no, drank that monster drink, said you were amped <laughs> up, man. That's what I need to I do. do. Stop drinking do beer and start drinking five hour energies. I do those bang bang energy drinks. No no sugar. With the creatine uh, in them. Just all what you have in those is literally just uh, whatever powers the sun. <laughs> all right, hit him up, uh, Greg. Greg, where you at? Come on, let's go home. Uh, you We're can at find home, me at the by Bat the Fifty Two on Twitter. Yeah, let's go to bed. Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. That's my personal handle. And then I'm on a number of shows uh, here on Tuesdays, Monday nights. I do a DC Alliance podcast. Wednesdays I do Superhero Discussions podcast. Fridays is Super Civil Servants podcast, and uh, then we have a new show out called Batman. You complete me. It's a monthly show, so uh, you can search for any of those shows or on every place you can find a podcast. That should be pretty simple to find. If you can find me on one, probably find me on the rest of them. So it's the C Three Panthers podcast. Smash the damn thumbs up button. Hit us with a like. Tell a friend about the show, and just remember this: we're just fans hanging out, talking shit about the Carolina Panthers. If you're a Panthers fan, why would you not? Hang out with us. We'll check you next Tuesday. Oh, wait. Vacation coming next Tuesday. Don't worry. We're never missing a week. We always got you. My fam. My Panthers fam. See you soon. Peace. Found him. All right. We're done. I hope. All right. I'm about to pee my pants. I got to go. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.